Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kushbu and I am your host. I am a mind-body manifesting coach and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. I am committed to helping you tap into the infinite power you hold when it comes to intentionally creating a more abundant life that gets you jumping out of bed with so much excitement. Over here, we chat about all things mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health to help you constantly manifest bigger and better for yourself. Grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kushbu, and I am your host on this podcast. We chat about all things mindset, personal development, and manifestation. And the whole crux of this show is for you to realize how you can truly be, do, or have anything your heart desires. You can manifest the reality that actually lights you up, the reality that actually leaves you full of joy, gratitude, and awe, rather than settle for what is. And the more we allow ourselves to tap into the power, that power, the more we can start to really lead these fulfilling lives. And especially now that manifestation has become quite a cool concept, everybody and their mom seems to be um, wanting to know more. There's a lot of conflicting advice on the in internet. And it can be really confusing to sift out what actually works. And otherwise, what is a whole bunch of nonsense? And so with this podcast, I really try to break down the process of manifestation in a way that's easy to understand. And more importantly, easy to take action on. I've been coaching clients on the process of manifestation for about four years, a little over four years, and I've been practicing it for about, intentionally practicing it for the last six years. The reason I say intentionally is because whether or not we have acknowledged it, we've been manifesting since the day we were born, but most of us are doing it on an unconscious level and not realizing how every thought, feeling, action, and emotion is creating. And Aside from being able to have manifested some mind-blowing outcomes, I've watched my clients manifest some incredible outcomes, whether it's getting admission to schools that seemed impossible or health issues getting sorted after years of trying, moving countries in the midst of a pandemic, making more money than they ever had, yet working less hours, getting their dream job, and so much more. And ultimately... It all comes down to taking responsibility for how we are showing up. Because when we take responsibility for how we are showing up, what shows up in our life also shifts. And for today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about journaling, the power of journaling and how to actually start journaling. The reason I was inspired to record this episode is because a client of mine who I've worked with a few times in the past, she messaged me a few days ago asking me if I had any tips on how to start journaling. And I was so happy to hear her wanting to start doing so. This one tool has transformed my lives in in my life, sorry, in more ways than I can count. And it seems so simple, yet it's been so transformative. And the more people that can start journaling, the more you realize that you have such an incredibly powerful tool under your belt that you can turn to whenever life throws you a curveball. And more importantly, to also just help you stay in a high vibration so that you're not only able to manifest your desire, but you're able to sustain your desire. Because when you are doing more, to optimize the way you feel, it's natural for that goodness to keep improving, to keep growing, to keep increasing. And, you know, a question I get asked all the time is, how am I always so positive and happy? And here's the thing is that I'm a human being. So obviously life throws me curveballs. That's the way we grow, learn, expand, and really realize 
how resilient we are as human beings. But the reason why I'm able to maintain a positive headspace and maintain my feeling state rather than get affected so much but and triggered by what is happening around me, it is only because I have made a decision in terms of being responsible for how I'm showing up. And as a result, I continue to cultivate strong habits that I can stay consistent with because the quality of our life is essentially determined by the quality of habits that we engage in on a day-to-day basis. And as much as we think that doing one thing is going to magically change our life, I'm sure that you could agree that's not the case. Otherwise, we'd all be where we want to be. But instead, it's the way we spend our time day by day. How are we showing up? Because that consistency, that momentum essentially determines what manifests in our life. And I will say without a doubt that one of the biggest tools that helps me stay in a good headspace is journaling every single morning. Some days it's a few lines, some days it's a few pages, but either way, I will always put pen to paper first thing in the morning before I turn my phone on. And for me to record podcast episodes like this, for me to share tips on how to start journaling, nothing gives me more joy because I really want more people to inculcate this habit into their daily practice. And I'll be honest, is in the past when I used to see people on Instagram talk about how they love their morning journaling sessions or (laughs) that nothing fills them up more than a coffee and a good journal, I used to look at them and be like, oh, this looks so nice. But I also had an aversion. I'm like, what the heck do they even write about? Like, I just could not even fathom. But then obviously through the years, I started to lean into it. And it's, yeah, you you realize A, how transformative it is, and then B, the more you allow yourself to tap into your intuition, and so that starts with actually putting pen to paper, the more those intuitive nudges come through, the more receptive you are to your internal guidance and to your internal wisdom. And here's the thing is that as human beings, we all walk around with so much wisdom, but if we don't give ourselves the opportunity or space to receive that wisdom, to uncover that wisdom, we're not going to be able to be receptive to it. And as much as I'm a coach, I really focus on empowering my clients with the tools so that they're able to continue on their journey on their own and stay empowered to move forward. Because I don't think anybody should have a lifelong coach because when we do so, we are externalizing our power and we are also devaluing our own internal wisdom. But again, you have to give yourself, like I said, the opportunity to tap into that wisdom. And as much as I have various repeat clients, but at the same time, when it's time for them to continue on on their own. I'm so happy because that's when I know that, okay, they're just going to keep going, keep on with that momentum. And if I can empower my clients to do that, then I know my job has been done well. But, and here's the thing is that I, like I've shared a lot in the past, I have my fair share of coaches and and I will always have, you know, I'll, I'll always turn to coaches as I go to the next level because the whole point of growing is going into unfamiliar territory. And if someone can help mitigate the discomfort that comes with moving to the next level, I will happily send my credit card details. But at the same time, I also give myself that space that once I've worked with a coach for me to actually implement the tools that I've picked up, the tools that I've gathered, then again, make that my make that my norm. And then when I'm going to the next level, then I will reach out. But at the same time, I think it's really important not to just have to rely on other people to tap into that wisdom. And so 
few tips that come with journaling because the reality is, and I, it's funny I'm saying this because as I'm recording this today morning, I actually, I actually started writing into a new journal because my old one was obviously filled. And I got to say, it's like, you know, some people, when they talk about like books versus Kindles, you have some purists who love reading regular books. I'm not a purist. I much prefer reading on a Kindle. But again, when you talk to them, they, you know, they talk about the amazingness of like, Page, the smelling the pages and flipping through and I get it but I just I'm I gravitate more towards a Kindle especially from a space perspective but the reason I say I brought that up is the same way those purists get that magic from opening a real book I love the promise that a new journal brings the promise of fresh insights aha moments and breakthroughs and I promise you the more you make this a daily habit I mean listen I would not record a podcast on journaling if I did not think that it had a lot of merit to it, but the more you make it part of your daily habit, you're going to like start living your life with this sense of constant OMG. I cannot believe I've been sitting on this for so long. You're going to have all these amazing breakthroughs come through, these epiphanies that you didn't even realize were right there in front of you. And so let's just get into it. I feel like I've given my whole spiel. If journaling was a person, I would be its PR agent, but nonetheless. Okay. So a question I get asked is firstly, is it more effective to type versus, I'm sorry, is it more effective to write when you're journaling or can you type? So I personally prefer writing because there's a much stronger mind-body connect because obviously your hand is connected to your brain. And also when you're physically writing, it activates more parts of your brain. And I also have some really nice gel pens and they're just so smooth to write. But at the same time is you got to pick the option that you can be more consistent with. And so if you find that, okay, you prefer to type because it's faster or because writing hurts your hand, then go with typing. Whatever, again, like I said, it's whatever you can be consistent with. I have a couple of clients who type and before when I had, when I, you know, recommended that they journal, they were struggling to make it a habit because of the writing aspect. But the minute they switched over to typing on their phone, they found it was something that it was just so much easier to make as part of their daily habits. And another reason that I would you know, suggest that you, um, you inc incorporate journaling into your practice, I wanted to add this at the start, but it just came to mind, is because when it comes to manifestation, you are in one of two modes. You are either receiving your desire or you are resisting your desire. And your feelings are a really good indicator of where you are at. And so if you're feeling any kind of negative emotion, that is an indication that you have some kind of internal resistance. And until you clear that resistance, it's very unlikely or it can be very laborious for you to actually draw in your desire because whatever you are trying to draw in, whether it's a relationship, whether it's more money, whether it's a job, whether it's friendships, whether it's a home, improved well-being, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to manifest, it can only flow to you through the path of least resistance. And so if there is internal resistance, so emotions, uncomfortable emotions that continue to fester within you, it's that essentially is going to create a block and push away the very thing that you are manifesting. And so the great thing about journaling is it's totally anon anonymous. Nobody sees what's on those papers. Nobody sees what's on your phone or on your laptop other than you. And that's the beauty of it is because it's anonymous, you can really write exactly what it is that you're feeling. And it, aside from it having a therapeutic and cathartic effect, it also makes sure that you're not letting your emotions fester within you because the reality is that dealing with those uncomfortable emotions can be really uncomfortable because 
it might, it might feel like you're opening a Pandora's box. But the more you put those emotions under a rug and refuse to deal with it, they're going to fester within you. They're going to add momentum. And essentially, over time, not only are they going to block your desire, those unwanted, uncomfortable emotions that you aren't dealing with, they're going to manifest in the form of physical ill symptoms. And so the more you can engage in tools and practices that allow you to acknowledge and purge those emotions, the more you can regulate that energy flow within you and make sure that, okay, you're always moving in the right direction. And the, the thing with our mind is, I'm going to say it's the amazing thing about our mind is, is that it always has your back. It always is trying to protect you from any potential discomfort. But that self-protective mechanism of your mind can also be detrimental if you aren't being mindful about it. Because the thing is, is that when we have things in our lives, like issues in our lives that are of concern, our mind, again, as a self-protective measure, it's not that your mind is out to put you in a state of doom, but as a self-protective measure, your mind magnifies issues, which in the grand scheme of things is not really a big deal. But because your mind is constantly shining light on it and magnifying it, it feels a lot more overwhelming than it actually is. And again, it creates that internal discomfort. It creates internal resistance. And so when you can put pen onto paper or type it out, you can actually saw, you can actually A, realize that it's not as big as you realize. And you can actually open yourself up to the solution to move forward. And I'm sure you've heard of the phrase, master your mind or your mind masters you. And when you really learn how to master your mind, that is when you truly become an intentional manifester because everything starts and ends with your mind. Because whatever you're focusing on, it creates a feeling state within you. And whatever you're feeling, you magnetize and manifest more of the same, more of that vibration. And so when you can really get in control of the stories that are coming up in your mind, that is when you can start to shift the way you're feeling and align with the outcome that you're trying to create for yourself. And so when it comes to actually developing a journal practice, once you've decided whether you want to write it out or type it out, a few ways in which you can do so is, well, because like I said, is you want to focus on consistency. It's not about doing it once every now and then, but making it a regular habit. And so the same way you build any new habit, you want to focus on consistency rather than intensity. Because the more consistent you become, that's when it becomes a part of your day-to-day schedule. And then once it is part of your day-to-day schedule, then you can become a little more intense with it. Then you can start to get experimental. Then you can really like go deeper. So what I would say is that rather than focus on writing pages, not that anybody needs to write pages every day, but you will find that this habit is very addictive. And the more you, again, the more you give yourself that space and opportunity to tap into your intuition and to your wisdom into your intuitive wisdom, you'll find that it just, that knowledge from within, it just pours out of you without you even having to try. And you, because it's coming through, you have, it, it only makes sense that you want to get it onto paper. And so, like I said, is that you want to start off small and then you can build a habit. So the way I recommend to my clients and the way I started journaling is by a simple gratitude practice. Every day, commit to writing seven to 10 things that you are grateful for and build that habit. You can also write down a couple of affirmations such as I am worthy of everything my heart desires, or I'm constantly expanding into more abundance, whatever sits well with you. And the amazing thing is, especially if you write your affirmations out, 
and your gratitude in the morning, right right when you wake up or right before you sleep, that is when your subconscious mind is so impressionable. And so you're literally feeding your subconscious mind feelings of abundance, worthiness, and whatever else that you are affirming and to be true. And another journal method that I recommend. I've shared this multiple times on my Instagram stories. If you aren't already following me, shameless plug, but not so shameless, ha, you go and do so. My handle is at kushpoo.kway. You can go to the show notes for spelling. Yeah. So another method that I've shared is my five, four, three, two, one method. So write this down. You want to write five things that you are grateful for, four reasons that you are proud of yourself, three things you are excited for, two affirmations, and one intention for the day ahead. And when I say an intention, I'm really referring to how are you intending to show up for the day ahead? It can just be one or two lines. So for example, today I set the intention to show up with more calmness and maintain my peace of mind. Today I set the intention to be happier and focus on all that is thriving my life. Just one way, because the thing is, is that our, like I said, our subconscious mind is so impressionable and it's always manifesting behaviors based on the direction that you feed it. And so when you can be intentional about how you want to show up, you'll be amazed at how your behaviors naturally gravitate in that direction. And so these are three ways in which you can start to become more consistent with your journaling practice. And then once it is a consistent practice, once you really are tapping more into your intuition, then I would say, allow yourself to be a little free flowing. And this is the way I, this is the way I journal is I'll just write down whatever it is that I'm feeling onto paper. So if I'm in a particularly resistant state, if I'm facing a tough issue or I'm feeling a bit anxious, I'll write it out and I'll write down exactly what I'm feeling. And I know a lot of people, when it comes to manifest, once you understand manifestation is they worry is if I write it down on paper, does it make it more real? No. When you write down something on paper, you st- especially the uncomfortable issues that you're facing, you actually strip its power over you because you're leaning into it. You're dealing with it head on. And whatever you resist, it's going to persist. And so if you are consciously ignoring dealing with those uncomfortable emotions, if you're consciously ignoring to face those anxious thoughts, it's going to keep coming up. But the minute you can get onto paper, like I said, you'll you'll experience a very cathartic experience and you strip its power over you. And another thing that I like to do, aside from free-flowing, is... When, when I'm like, fine, and this is with manifestation, because remind yourself that your mind can only focus on one thing at a time. And you can either use your imagination to focus on the reality that you want to create for yourself, or you can use your imagination to focus on the worst case scenario. And because our minds are wired to focus on the negative aspects in our life because of the self-protective measure, not because it's out to screw you over, is when you find that you're constantly going to the worst case scenario, a journaling method that I use all the time and I recommend to all my clients is the two column method, whereby on the first column, you write down all the worst case scenarios that your mind is conjuring. And on the second column, you're going to now write down what is the best case scenario. If I had in my way, what would be the best case scenario? And the reason why this specific journaling technique is so powerful is because the next time you find that the worst case scenario is coming up, and you are now, because again, you're leaning into self-awareness, you get to now focus on the best case scenario that you journaled out. But if you don't create that vision, if you don't actually outline what the best case scenario is, it's going to be very hard to focus on it. And like I said earlier, is that our minds and bodies are so interconnected. The connection is so freaking strong. And so even just writing out the best case scenario, you've already fed your subconscious mind something different. 
And the more you do so, the more your behaviors, feelings, and thoughts are going to be reflective of that. And another journaling technique that I use is known as scripting. And so there are various ways in which you can incorporate a scripting technique. But the way I do so is I take myself six months down the line and I write a gratitude letter to the universe, thanking it for all that has already manifested for me and all that I want to manifest for me as though it has already happened. And so, because here's the thing is that your subconscious mind has no idea whether you are focusing on something that is real or imagined. And you know that when you do manifest those, your your current desires, you're going to feel super grateful. So why not embody that version of you right now? And again, when you're writing something on paper, you're feeding your subconscious mind something very different. And so that's another way. And actually, one of my not so guilty pleasures is as much as I love to socialize, but one of my not so guilty pleasures is being at home. And literally like putting my hair in a bun, face washed and getting my journal out and just scripting on the reality I want to create for myself. I can't tell you, it just creates such a sense of, wow, this is actually real. This is going to happen. And you know, more than anything, you can really feel that sense of internal alignment. And when it comes to manifestation, all it is, is creating that feeling of alignment as much as possible. And here's the thing is that I know I waxed poetic about journaling at the start of this podcast and from and what i will say is that we're all different and i'm I'm now sharing a tool that's worked wonders for me and what i would say is that will it work for you will it be effective for you you will not know unless you give it a shot and don't just give it a shot once give it like a couple of days a couple of weeks and see how you get on and if it does work for you amazing and i'm so happy and i really hope that you do commit to this as a practice but realize that okay journaling is just one of many tools And you should never be doing anything out of obligation. And so if you find that every time you sit down to journal, you're feeling resistance, you're feeling like it's an obligation, you're dreading it, then do yourself a favor and choose another tool. Because whether it's journaling or any other tool, the whole point of it is for it to shift the energy from within, help you create an internal shift and actually help you create a sense of a positive feeling state. And whether it's journaling or any other manifesting tool, if it is leaving you with a sense of obligation, of dread, then it's actually, it's, it's actually more counterproductive than you realize. But like I said, is that you have to give yourself the opportunity and see how it makes you feel. And as always, I would love to hear how, how you get on with it. You know, I've shared a few tips and like I said, you want to focus on the consistency and then with like any habit, then you can build on it over time. And so as always, I love to hear from you. And so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at kushbu.kway. Come and tell me how you get on with it. And in the meanwhile, I'm sending you love and all the abundant vibes. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week, but in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.